everybody and Merry Goosemas. Welcome back to the corner of Gray Street. Nolan here with Bruce as always and we have a special edition episode this week. There will be minimal talk about the Dave Matthews Band because this episode is all about Goose. Goose in our incredible weekend at Goosemas. 10 Goosemas in Hampton, Virginia at the mothership. Bruce, we had just an insane time, didn't we? It was incredible from start to finish. Honestly, the entire experience was awesome. And obviously, we're going to get into that. Um, and for those of you who are, are upset that there may not be much DMB talk, pause yourselves. Just, just think about it for a second. You need to listen. Okay, because we're going to go through this through obviously our goose prism, but also a little bit of like, hey, this reminded us of this of DMB. But also, there are a ton of DMB fans that are also goose fans. The crossover is incredible. We actually met fans of the podcast at Goosemas. What is this? It was yes. awesome. Um, so, not only is this going to be, hey, we're introducing some of y'all to maybe a new band here, but also welcoming in some of the other fans of goose that may have also kind of discovered the podcast as well. So welcome to any new listeners as well. But Nolan, oh man, yeah, we're going to get into this weekend. But we started all of this six months ago, way back in June of this year. Um, they announced that Goosemas 10 was coming, and it was coming to Hampton, Virginia, the Hampton Coliseum, the mothership, major jam band history at the mothership. And we kind of just had to do it we just had to do it uh no brainer i mean for me like less than a four hour drive up to hampton um super easy and i mean two nights to celebrate goosemas 10 we knew it was going to be big time kind of thought there might be a chance for some interesting things to happen maybe have a guest uh yeah i mean no-brainer for us to do, Bruce. And I feel like waiting the six months at the time, I was like, you know, bought tickets. We're like, oh, my gosh, let's go. And then <laughs> just waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, but, yeah, finally finally got here. And um, I want to make a, uh, a shout-out, a DMV shout-out um, real quick. On our drive up, stopped at a Wawa um in virginia love wawa which we had them in north carolina um and we're uh, picnicking or we're charging our car and struck up a conversation with the people next to us and also from raleigh 
Turns out it was the Posters in Every Direction podcast. And wow. we got to talking. Yeah, just uh, a couple of DMB podcasters making their way to Goosemas. And um, <laughs> crazy that we're from the same area as well. So that was, uh, you know, what a what a random thing to do. I was texting you about it. I was like, just met Posters in Every Direction. You're like, where? I was like, at a gas station. Like, what? <laughs> I know. So it was random. crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, shout out to them. So check out uh, Posters in Every Direction uh, if you get a chance, if you're into that poster scene like we are. Yeah, absolutely. And we were really into the poster scene at Goosemas, although we didn't wind up buying any. It's really, really difficult to get <laughs> posters, obviously, um, at DMV, but also Goose. I mean, um, you know, they had, well, they had one of the more popular jam band poster artists of all time, Jim Pollock, do the do the print for the weekend in several different variants. Uh, they had other posters. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, it was just almost impossible seemingly to get one unless you were waiting in line. And we're not really line waiters, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was, yeah, we were big fans of those posters, but that's awesome to be able to run into uh, um, a fellow potter. Love that. Um, and Nolan, about was it about a week in advance or so? I guess to give a little background on before we hit the shows here, uh, because it's it's pretty important. They announced a theme for the weekend. Mm. They announced the theme for the for the shows, and it was Goosemas in space. Mm. Okay, well, we're we're not really sure what that means, other than you know they playing off because it's called the Mothership. They they had an eight minute produced video of basically Rick. The, the lead singer and guitarist, uh, Trevor, who their bassist, and Peter, uh, the other um, other guitarist, keyboardist, singer, songwriter, extraordinaire, um, incredible just performer, honestly, is Peter, and great hair, by the way. But uh, they were all in a video in a spaceship and all this stuff. But Goosemans in Space, we knew that was coming. Not really sure what that means. At the Mothership mm -hmm. in Hampton, uh, at the Coliseum. Man, we were, I mean, we were ready to blast off, Nolan. We were super excited already. But when that dropped, we were like, oh boy, it's time to get our spacesuits ready. It's time to get all of this, that, and the other ready. We were, I mean, we were beyond excited. Yeah, we were. And yeah, obviously we we thought it had to do with the mothership, but we I mean, expectations were blown away. Uh they had such a cool concept and theme the show started night one with you know the lights the lights go out and you hear over the the pa the speakers that oh it sounds like the same kind of like recording from the uh video they did on youtube where they're uh they're on the spaceship and they are landing and they come across a planet and uh the band comes out in matching space suits uh kind of spacesuits not really spacesuits but kind of um like thin thin metallicish spacesuits yeah thin onesies um and <laughs> I, I like they all had their uh nicknames uh on patches uh on their uh on the spacesuits and i think they also I, on the sleeve i think there was like the um the like goose uh, mothership logo that was also on those teal shirts i think that was on oh, it as man. well yeah um 
I know some, I think some of them had it, uh, probably all of them, but yeah, you had Rick as snakes, Peter as handini, Ben as spuds, Trevor as tweaks and Jeff as the Jeff, uh, which is just all amazing. And uh, Rick and Peter just come out with the stashes. Peter always with the stash, Rick <laughs> snakes uh, rocking the stash and in uh, sunglasses um but bruce they they land on a mirror planet for set one and uh mirror planet called echo chrome and <laughs> i couldn't quite tell at first that it was mirrors i thought it was just like snow um and thought it was like a christmas kind of theme uh but turns out it was a mirror planet we'll get more into that but they opened the show had to open it with earthling or alien uh one of my favorite peter songs and i mean that just got the funk going early and mm. i mean they ripped from the start they didn't stop ripping all weekend but like this set the tone they really didn't it was i mean it was just a it was a party the entire weekend but yeah this was perfect opener it was really cool seeing uh the lights the where we were the first night we really weren't centered so we didn't see the full effect and we'll get into that because night two we had perfect spot uh, to be able to see all of that, but uh, watching a little bit of um, they put the video out on YouTube of night one. Um, and so that is up night two comes out tonight, uh, which is what is today, Nolan <laughs> Wednesday, um, Wednesday. And so both nights will be out very soon for you to be able to view it in their entirety on YouTube. But anyways, yeah, they made it look like a spaceship was landing. It was really, really cool looking. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, as we get into the music here, Earthling or Alien, obviously perfect start. We kind of uh, almost expected it, ex expected it uh, because mm -hmm. of, I mean, they were heavy handed in Earthling or Alien t-shirts. They had something else, I think, in a post kind of with that language in there. We're like, well, they're definitely playing it, obviously, a space. Um, and and it worked. I don't know if it was a it really works mirror wise per se, but it doesn't really matter. We're on a planet. Um but it was cool to see, like you said, some of the props that were up on stage. They were very shiny, metallic-y. It did almost look like you're on a, um, you know, a snowy planet. Um, but mm. it made perfect sense when we figured out that it was mirrors. Um, but yeah, that was great. Got the funk going. And it, when you get this next song in the two hole, you know it's going to be good. All I need, Nolan. And this was different than almost any time that they've really ever played it. Um because they went into two different versions of the same song. Uh, Goose has these kind of, they're not just slow and fast versions all the time. They're completely like different arrangements almost. And they did this mm -hmm. with All I Need. And oh, we were like, they just switched it up. Fast version or like whatever. Yeah. Um, and we were, yeah, we were super pumped because that was really, really cool. And if you take a listen to this, if you've never heard the song, um, it's not normally like that. You either get one or the other kind of thing, but we got both. And I think that was the first time that they may have ever done that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I love all I need. I think it's got a, like a, a great riff to it. And I mean, Rick just has such a knack for, uh, for creating memorable riffs, kind of like Dave. Um, but to get the slow version and the fast version, when they sped it up, it was like, Oh <laughs> Yes. And I was like, it, it's wild hearing this, right? Yeah, uh, it's awesome. And OK, DMB tie in here. Just thought of this. Uh, 
I think it'd be cool if DMB did this every once in a while, and they don't mm -hmm. ever. I think the only examples of this maybe is okay. You have like variations sometimes with Dave and Tim versus DMB. You've got "Don't Drink the Water" on the album versus "Don't Drink the Water" live. Uh, I would love if they just one time changed it up and did slow "Don't Drink the Water" live. That would be. Yep crazy they also uh man i can't remember off the top of my head when but i think it was a sound check slowed mm -hmm. down version of what would you say and i believe it was a sound check what would you say i think you're like right. that slow yeah i think it'd be cool if they changed that up sometimes um and just why not i mean do it. The only I thing it. I can think of is like the the slow part of two step now that they've done now for like almost ten or fifteen years, right? Kind mm. of. The, oh my love, came with like that little part that they slow down because yeah. they didn't used to. Yeah, that's like the only the only thing that comes to mind. But yeah, they can rooftop, do that. Rooftop has that yeah. breakdown, I guess, but. For like a full version of the song or i don't know that would be it'd be cool to see and I, goose is like so creative and is always doing stuff like that which you will see throughout this show and we saw throughout that weekend but uh no everyone on this was great uh love what ben did peter ripping on guitar oh. i like when you know, this was my fourth time seeing Goose night one. And, you know, I'm not like as familiar with instruments. Uh, like I know what DMB is going to play based on Dave and Tim's guitars, but yeah. I'm still like figuring that out with Peter. Um, and then he switches. He goes, you know, from keys to guitar. He wears the guitar on his back when he's playing keys. It's awesome. Uh, a lot of the time. So he's just like so versatile and I mean, such a great musician that I love seeing him go back and forth, Bruce. Um, yeah, we get another doing Earthling uh, or Alien, too, because they're like both playing the the lit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rick and Peter both play it. And then Peter just like throws his guitar on the back and then gets on the keys. And then he's on another side of the keys and he's singing into this mic and he has to go to like the clav over here and sing into the other mic. It's just like it's got so I don't know how he on. keeps. I don't know how he keeps it straight there. I mean, that's a lot to, uh, <laughs> a lot in front of him. Um, but he did a great job and mm. okay. We get another big surprise here. Uh, the first of many covers from the weekend. And at first I was like, Oh, I know this. What is this? This is, yeah. what is it? Uh, mirrors by Justin Timberlake. And, <laughs> This is where we you get our first look into the theme of the mirror planet. This is a 23-minute version of a Justin Timberlake song. And, I mean, I think we were texting. You were like, what if Jam of the Year goes to a Justin Timberlake song? <laughs> that would have been for a while. amazing. Yeah, but uh, they nailed it. I mean, Rick's vocals, out of this world. Yeah, um, and just it's a song that everyone kind of 
knows and loves. Like it's, it's there aren't too many people that are like, oh, I hate that song. Um, at least I yeah. didn't notice any, or I've never really heard uh-huh. of any. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, it was like a little cool down after all I need and, uh, and earthling, but not a cool down because it was awesome. And everyone was super, you know, the vibes were high. Um, but they got into this right after, you know, the song proper. And as you said, Rick vocals, great. They got, had the spacey vibe, um, and kind of Trevor and Peter leading it. And it got kind of weird ish. And this is when I was like, Oh man, they're going to go for this. And is it going to be, you know, something, are we going to see jam of the year? And it was only like 12 minutes in there's sirens going on. Um, and then they rolled into these massive peaks, Rick just shredding, um, and we were just like, oh, what is happening? You know, in, yeah. in the moment when you have a 20 plus minute song, it seems like it's like 30 minutes. Sometimes um, you just have no idea how long it's been going on. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's most certainly not like a jam of the year or anything like that as far as Goose goes. But man, I mean, in the moment, it was really, really cool. And at the end, Nolan, they had um, like a keys and guitar section that was you could tell they were full on improv like this is goose does a mm-hmm. lot of ripping and jamming over you know kind of preconceived ideas and this was yeah. for sure you know that full on improv um and we we would have been just fine if it would have kept going to be honest but it it didn't it it led into uh led into tumble and another oh. 20 minute jam <laughs> Dude, and so we get all I need and tumble. I was thinking maybe we're gonna get the the entire uh, undecided EP. Yeah, um, <laughs> get two of them in the first set, um, but alas, no more for the weekend. But I mean, tumble, one of my favorite goose songs. I actually yes. saw. Okay, I think three of my top ten favorite goose songs this weekend uh okay maybe maybe more definitely tumble is definitely in my top 10 um but yeah we get the vibey version just like on the undecided ep and just what a cool band to have different versions of songs like we were just talking about vibey version uh it's so cool love the description Um, from coach (laughs) yeah shout out coach uh but yeah you noted that uh, you really like Jeff's playing in this. Um, and then they transition into the regular version in jam, which was the first time that had been done. And yeah, Peter and Rick again, double guitars tumble. I Rick's playing at the end of tumble. That riff is like, I don't know how he does it. And I, I think that a lot of the time, but like, that is such an insane riff that he plays so damn fast. I like, I've heard a few times where he like will miss a note or two. Cause he's like going so fast, but he nailed this one. The one we saw in new Orleans earlier this year, he kind of struggled on the way on his like, re-entry kind of thing, but he yeah. nailed it this time and they slowed it back down uh, to meet the tempo correctly. I mean, they just, they flew in and they nailed it. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> two guitar goose. Very awesome. Um, it's just when you have Rick and Peter going at the same time, uh, they were crushing it and it was, I mean, it was so, it was just so good. 
I was walking around during the song to go like kind of towards the middle of the section to take pictures or whatever. So I could get a kind of an idea of what the, um, the lights look like on the stage. Um, and that's when they launched into the regular part of tumble. And I was like, Oh, I'm no way. Like, Got to get back. Um, and, and jam. But yeah, it was, it was so, so good. Yeah. It was just a great version of tumble. Loved every minute of it. And Bruce, we get another nice little surprise here uh, to end the first set man in the mirror what a way to close out the mirror planet echo chrome michael jackson cover first time played rick nailed it vocally uh man i mean the the crowd went nuts for this everyone was so pumped great sing-along song i mean just so far throughout this night goose is just nailing it yeah, it was it was really cool. The place went nuts. Um, you know, when they did Justin Timberlake's Mirrors, it was kind of like, oh, well, I wonder what's another mirror song. Man in the Mirror obviously is one of the first things you you think of. So when they did bust into that, it was it was really, really cool. Great way to end the set. Um, and then, you know, they beamed themselves back up into their spaceship and went on their went on their merry way um, for none of us to know what was coming next. I mean, at this point, we didn't know, I don't think, that there were going to be four planets. I actually think that over the PA when they landed the first time for set one, I think they said something like that, but it was really hard to hear. So we did not hear that. Uh, so during set break, when they're moving stuff around on stage, we're like, oh, okay. So they are doing like different stuff here. Um, and then uh, there was set break music, Nolan, and we didn't really catch the theme because, you know, just didn't pay attention that much but um there was a fire theme to the songs uh there were probably four or five different songs Katy perry's fireworks were one um and then obviously grateful dead fire on the mountain and the place went nuts when that came on everyone got up and started dancing no one was resting it was as if the grateful dead was on stage and playing uh fire on the mountain um and just a little while later whatever the next songs were i don't remember <laughs> but uh here comes the ship again and they're landing again on a different planet and this one is inferno prime the fire planet nolan and they brought out some pyrotechnics uh, i believe the first time that goose has had pyrotechnics on on stage um they had the fireworks that were happening off stage, uh, obviously for their like July 3rd this year's show that was streaming online, uh, a New Jersey show. But this was fire on the stage and Nolan, they kicked off set two with fire by Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, fire, Jimi Hendrix, set two opener, first time played, Jeff Perfect. on vocals. Uh Jeff on vocals was incredible. He's such like a nice growl. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, Pyro threw out the song. Uh, you could feel the heat. Even though we were in the upper level and could like, I mean, you could feel the heat from it. I can't imagine what it was like on stage. But uh, yeah. I thought Je Jeff had like great showmanship during this one. And um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was hilarious. And obviously move Rick, over rover let Rick. jeffrey take over oh that was so good <laughs> um but yeah no I, I thought it was a great cover and yeah i mean rick i liked hearing rick play that riff uh it was a cool cool sound from his guitar um and then 
Bruce, the crowd really gets into uh, this next one. I thought it had just as loud of a of a pop um, as Fire did, but Creatures, uh, which yes. I think is like a very underrated Goose song. Um, mm. It was a thirty, excuse me, third twenty plus minute jam of the night. And, uh, you know, if you're wondering how Creatures fits into this, the fire on the beach lyric works. Um, and some of these songs could have fit in other places as well um, yeah. in other sets. But I think, I mean, Creatures worked well here. And there's a, you know, I'll before I throw it back to you, I want to note, um, I think it's around where you said there were some animal teases, but later on in the jam, Rick is playing like, just like out of nowhere so fast and i was like oh what is he doing <laughs> i mean it's like creatures is not like i mean it's a more bit of a more laid-back song um great chorus but he he rips every song just about it, it was crazy yeah it, it really was and there were moments that i'll turn to my uh buddy chad and um he's a guitar player and we would just be like what was that um i mean it's just insane stuff and you know this was obviously a great example of it but just the whole weekend it seemed like that he was just on fire um you know we saw them twice earlier this year in new orleans and i would say that rick was on a completely different planet these shows than he was then and he played great at those but it was just noticeable just how good he was um and pretty standard creatures jam if you if you check it out um this one is they do this stuff kind of a lot with creatures and it was great um and that's not to say anything bad about it. it was ends with this spacey kind of jam that led right into the first time being separate from its original or typical arrangement in song dawn with parentheses obviously around the word dawn um it's typically in kind of an outro or a second part of the song sos um from the from the album shenanigans nightclub if you are looking for it uh but it is denoted as dawn on the album typically tacked onto sos but we get it here nolan as its own separate song outro to creatures and we were like what i know i couldn't believe it it was awesome i was like oh they're doing it and this is the same kind of thing that we talk about with DMB shows when they do, they did so many things here for the first time. And, uh, you know, they're still super young into their, uh, goose career. But I mean, to me, I, you could tell the crowd appreciated all of it too. Um, yes. Yeah. Dawn was, Dawn was great. Great placement here. Creatures into Dawn. Gotta be kidding me. Um, and, I would say, you know, you're if you were looking for more goose songs, this is probably not your your weekend because they like pulled out all the stops with a lot of covers. Um, and I mean, we should count up how many goose originals compared to covers they played. Um, but yeah, they continued the fire theme uh, after Dawn Sex on Fire one of kings of leon's best songs ever first time played also with pyro throughout i thought that was uh pretty cool and you know another song that the crowd knew and, and got into it it was 
it was awesome. Um, really quick. Obviously, they run right through it. Basically, it was really, really cool. Um, everyone's singing. It was just well, you know, perfectly placed and um, just <laughs> I mean, fire right there. Um, and Kings of Leon is is pretty awesome. Uh, I know. I know we were having a good time. My wife loves Kings of Leon. Um, so she was she was pumped for that. And then Nolan, uh, kind of randomly, we get butter rum here. Um, you know, it kind of makes sense, I guess, with the, you know, Island Sun and uh, Raging Volcano lyrics that are in it or whatever. But uh, definitely was not expecting it um, in the fire set. Um, but I, I guess it worked. It did work. I would say Butter Rum might be my least favorite Goose song. Um, mm. So it wasn't super jazz when it started, but I will say uh, <laughs> like so much better live than than listening in my car. Uh, I could not sure. believe the crowd participation on this one. Uh, it was like deafening when uh yeah. hey butterum butterum like they were so loud it like it really caught me off guard i was like oh sh okay i guess everyone loves this song uh but i thought it was you know it, it was fun um i'll almost i'll compare it to like uh how about hunger at msg this year i was like eh. <laughs> but then uh, it was like you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna compare it to DMB, I'll be like, okay, that you know, it's short and not like it, it's harmless. Uh, fun song, um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was okay. I think so. I think so. It was it was definitely fun, and it, it's a fun little reggae ish uh, adjacent song. Um, so it was cool. But uh, then after that, Nolan comes Arrow, and that was that was fire. And I mean, obviously it fits into the fire set very well. Um, and it was just, God, it was just ripped, 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 uh, more two guitar goose in there. You get it, Peter and Rick just absolutely crushing it. Um, they had, uh, you know, the back end jam that was just absolutely ripping. Um, but, I've seen this a lot. So since we're on a Dave podcast, we'll say it again. Um, you may notice that Arrow sounds kind of like the Seek Up riff if you speed it up a lot. And people say that, oh, yeah, Rick took um, Arrow from Seek Up and it's just direct rip off of it. I don't know if it's that, but you 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 can definitely tell that it's kind of adjacent. And if you slow down Arrow, it would sound like mm. Seek Up, uh, so to speak. But yeah. you know, regardless, just that's a thing that people say all the time about Arrow. Um, and us being Dave nerds, I'm still not convinced that it is a seek up ripoff but there you go yes and uh speaking of dmb uh connections i believe so i've seen goose now two two night stands and one one off and i've seen arrow at all of them um oh wow. i'm not complaining not complaining i love <laughs> I love Arrow. I think it's one of their best songs, one of the best songs off Drip Field. Um, my, I think this one's in my top 10 too. So, uh, yeah, I was into it. And then this segues directly into, wow. You, you know, you didn't think we were going to get much DMB in this episode? Wrong. Burning Wrong. down the house to end set two with Pyro. 
last played on May 20th, 2017. Uh, you know, obviously you think of the talking heads, but you will also think about the Dave Matthews band. And it's one of my favorite DMB covers. I, I wish they would yeah. play it more and uh, instead of, you know, some of the sledge or fool in the rain i wish i wish burning down the house was still in rotation um i think yeah, i think dmb owns it i would love that i think it's such a great riff um and dave i think nails it on acoustic and tim obviously but um yeah i i thought uh i thought this was fun and obviously every cover song just every cover song in night one they made sure the crowd knew and crowd uh, was heavily singing along. Yeah, they they made sure to get everyone involved. Um, this was probably the least best played and executed cover of the weekend, if not song of the weekend, which is didn't which we didn't really notice in person, to be honest. Like I would have no. never been like, no, nah, that didn't sound, it sounded great. And probably because people were yelling, singing <laughs> um, and covering like yeah. Rick was in the wrong. It sounded like he was struggling with the key, uh, but they still had a great jam on it. It was awesome. But I would say definitely the DMB version is better um, overall. Mm -hmm. But I think that if they played it a few more times, they could get it down. Um, but it, it worked. It was a great way to end um you know more fire on the stage so that was awesome and that was it for for set two of night one um what a fantastic show so far and they came back out for the encore nolan and uh peter says it's the return of the encore because they had no encores in europe um with the way that yep. the timing and stuff was set up there and he said we've got plenty of time and i was like oh oh okay well what's gonna happen here um, and they made the most of that time, I thought, uh, here in the encore with technically, you could say designated three songs here. You could say that. And that is, that is not typical for Goose. Um, so another special treat here. So ready into the slow ready jam. First time they've done this. And, uh, I mean, fan of both songs obviously the slow ready jam i think is so cool uh the way they loop uh they loop the riff and then go um play over it i think they uh they shows like some serious musicianship on this one and such like a i don't know i don't want to say psychedelic but definitely like a a trippy vibe um for a song that you maybe don't expect it uh with but um no i thought i thought it was great and then they go into hot tea okay i was like underselling the number of favorite songs i saw so hot tea one of my other top five or top 10 favorites i love wow. hot tea i don't think they have played ever a bad version of hot tea i think it is when they want to show off I think Rick really uses hot tea as a way to show off. And oh my God, him and Peter were absolutely going insane. Perfect way to end the show. It was, it was excellent. Um, and I think, um, you know, seeing another first time with so ready into slow ready, it's just, 
is really, really cool. I think our buddy Chip that was sitting with us, um, uh, he said they need to do so into slow. And I was like, oh, yeah, that would be awesome. And then they did it and he just pointed. Um, he was he was super excited for for calling that part. Uh, but, yeah, the the tea was awesome. Quite hot, if I do say so myself. And, mm. um, yeah, seeing Peter's hair flying all over the stage because he was going nuts was awesome to end the show. And what a, what a way to end it. it. It ended, you know, with a bang there and they got back into their spaceship and they were gone basically um, for the end of night one. And we, I mean, we felt like, what did we just witness? It was just truly incredible. Um, and what a night it was. And uh, Nolan, you have anything else to say about night one? No, it's just pretty chill. Yeah, I just went back home, back to the hotel. Nothing crazy. Uh, actually, no, did have an incredible opportunity uh, to go backstage after the show. Um, got beamed up in the spaceship with Goose. And uh, yeah, got got to meet the band backstage and, and hang out for a little bit. And, uh, you know, complimented Rick on his incredible mustache and uh you know that was it was pretty cool to chop it up with some of those guys and uh you know they could not be any nicer uh sometimes sometimes you worry about you know oh gosh i'm gonna meet like my not your heroes but like you know people i i really respect and you know listen to all the time and uh now had the the uh, good fortune of meeting Dave and now Goose and they are both incredible and like so kind and um, you know just made me even more of a fan of Goose. Uh, they were great and you can tell a lot of them are like you know super humble and like you know they you know they obviously know they're very good and talented but maybe you know they don't really like seek the spotlight. Um, so super down to earth, down to earth dudes. And, um, it was cool seeing their, uh, their spacesuits up close and, uh, yeah, had an absolute blast. Also got to meet Jim Pollock, um, the creator of the posters, legendary jam band poster creator. Um, so also another incredibly nice guy. Uh, he was, so nice and happy and um just an incredible experience um that you know that'll be that'll be a fun one and, sh and shout out to coach as well coach was was back there doing his thing um kind of makes everything run around there and then um got to go up on stage um saw where you know stood where rick stands got to see where jerry stood when the dead played there uh, where Bobby stood, where Dave played there in uh, DMB in 96 with Bela Fleck and the Flecktones, legendary live tracks release. Um, so that was pretty cool. And I don't think I've ever been on stage before. And like, in, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever been on a stage like that before. And just to like to look out and be like, oh, wow, this is what people see when they're like playing. And like, imagine this, like, packed and yeah. the way people were singing along last night i can't imagine the rush that must be for for those dudes um man in another life i wish i was a singer lead guitarist 
and front man for a band because that would be just insane. But yeah, just a. I mean, that was just like the cherry on top. What a, what a night! Unbelievable. Yeah, um, super jealous. I think that that would be such a crazy cool experience. All of that. Um, I think that we walked to Hooters and got picked up by Chad's dad in the parking lot. So that was my end of night one story, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Nolan had a way cooler time. And that that is really, really awesome to be able to stand up there. Uh, yeah, what an experience. Um, but Nolan, we, we could wax on about all of that. Um, but we really need to get on to night two because night two was pretty freaking awesome as well. Um, you know, we, we hung out during the day and did whatever we were doing and got in line at the show is kind of a cluster to get in night two. Um, Ugh. really the only kind of negative venue experience of the weekend. It seemed like a lot of people had it, uh, was just getting in there. Uh, the second night it was just, I don't know what they had going on. The logistics were terrible. Um, but regardless, we all got in. We got in great spot right by the soundboard there. And we were ready to rock and roll. And we noticed that there was a new planet set up on stage. And here we go. We weren't really sure. It just looked like kind of clear balls sitting on top of these metallic rods and stuff all over the place. Um, so we weren't really sure what we were getting into. Uh, but lights came down just shortly after eight again they're on stage like right at the perfect time um you know five to ten minutes after ticket time which is incredible and uh here comes the spaceship Nolan. they're ready to land and tell us about uh their third planet of the weekend yes the bubble planet of pafaria and <laughs> this when we were on stage the night before they had already set up um or we're in the process of setting up the stage so oh. got to see Pafaria up close thought it was some type of bubble or balloon type planet um <laughs> but yeah that was cool also saw the set two design stowed away back there so knew kind of what might be coming uh, a little later on wow but spoilers uh, for you spoilers yeah but i mean it really didn't spoil anything because what they played was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Uh, they come back out, spaceship lands, intro and pancakes opener. Man, great opener. It really got like set the tone for the night, I thought. Yeah, it, it was a great opener. Um, and at first when it started, I was like, wait what is this again and then the yeah um and then rick's riff and started singing and stuff and it was just a rager complete party there um yeah. great opener and faded into uh another goose original so pancakes obviously is and then another one uh a doobie song so yeah it really worked and i thought it was actually very well placed even though it kind of seemed a little odd maybe yeah no i i thought it worked and I, for a second i was like i don't is this a goose song or is this a cover? What is going on right now? But yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Doobie song worked well right there. We definitely wasn't expecting it. Um, I had so forgot it was cool. by goose too. I was just like, well, who did the song? Yeah. <laughs> Noobs. Doobie song. Noob. Dave. It was Dave. Dave. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they follow up Doobie song with circles by post Malone. <laughs> First time played. Uh, I mean, 
they nailed every cover. They just they just did. Um, I thought Circles was really well done. Um, another good one to sing along. I think maybe people didn't know this one quite as much. Um, I'm not sure Goose or Jam Band fans are too familiar with Post Malone songs, but if you've listened to the radio, you've probably heard Circles by Posty. Um, very well done. And then I thought maybe... It's in the running for Song of the Night, uh, night two, but 99 Red Balloons by Nina. Uh, first time played. I could have sworn they had played it before. I don't know if it just sounded so good um, that I thought in my head, I was like, yeah, they've, oh, they've definitely played this one before. But no, first time played. And I love this song. Uh, what, what a jam. Phenomenal sing-along. And I thought, this was maybe the until the end of the night, the craziest the crowd went the whole time. Um, you know, I so I was we were down on the floor. Uh, my wife and her, uh, her friend were went back in the in the back all the way back, like on the last row and said just like <laughs> watching everyone dance around like everyone was in the aisle and like going nuts and danielle was like that was the first moment where i was like oh this looks like what grateful dead shows were like and i was like that yes that is a great call um people just like going nuts dancing and when this when this song ended i was like they could have ended i mean that could have been the end of the night like the reaction and like I mean, they could have closed the whole weekend with 99 Red Balloons and the place would have exploded. And that was the kind of energy they're bringing midway through set one. Uh, that was wild to me. And that went right into right back into the Pancakes Jam um, to kind of close out that little opening segment, Bruce. It was such an incredible vibe in there. It was. And, you know, it it didn't even matter that if you were familiar with the songs, weren't familiar, um, kind of like with the 99 Red Balloons. Um, it was just, it was awesome. It just fit. It just worked. And then all the balloons around and kind of some of the uh, stuff that was going on. Um, yeah, it was, you're just so in tune with the music along with everyone else. You're just in there with the vibes are extremely high people are jumping it's a dance party man uh and the pancakes jam you know coming back in it was perfect um and then another song pops up that um i don't think either of us were really familiar with but that um is by vampire weekend it's called big blue and uh we we know goose is big they're big fans of vampire weekend um they've done uh what was the song that they did was it 2021 a 20 20 minute, 21 second version of the song 2021, I think by Vampire Weekend. Goose did yep. that and that's out. You can find that. Um, but it was nice to hear uh, just a song and it's just the same like four lines, I think repeated uh, for like basically two minutes. Um, and it's a song uh, that's honestly, I think it's either slightly depressing or it's like oddly uplifting. Um, even Vampire Weekend fans, don't really know exactly what it's about uh because i was trying to look it up i was like what is this song really about like where's the balloon or the circle or the the um bubble reference here in big blue and i think it's honestly just about like big blue ocean um the earth and 
it's either getting out of depression or something like that. Anyways, it was uh, it was pretty cool to hear, and it was it was really really short, Nolan. Uh, so it it wasn't like it you know took up a ton of space, and it and it rolled perfectly into the next song, which is really kind of our favorite song, um, and just kind of the band's new almost arena anthem, Dripfield. Yeah, I wasn't uh, familiar with Big Blue at all, but it was it was nice, sounded good, but very familiar with the next song, Dripfield. Man, this was a highlight, major highlight of the weekend. Uh, our favorite song off of the Dripfield album by the same name. It is Studio Perfection. I think it's a very, like... If you like DMB, and if you're listening to this, you probably do, uh, <laughs> you're gonna like Dripfield. Go listen to the studio cut first, and then go listen to the live version. But I thought, you know, they started playing the song, or they started noodling a little bit, and I was like, oh, it's Dripfield. People around were like, no, I don't think so. I was like, oh, it is. Oh, they're doing it. It is. I was like, first set, Dripfield? Okay because they normally close with this. Uh, wild to see it pop up in the first set. And I mean, for, for like DMB, this would be like having an early to mid set two step uh, would yeah. probably be the closest comparison to it. Um, it was so much fun and it was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, I mean, and I, I got to say the light show for this was like extraordinary. And the whole weekend it was, the lights were incredible with their like expanded light set. Um, but good Lord, this, if you were to listen to a handful of songs from this weekend, this has to be one of them. Uh, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I was blown away by this. Yeah, or if you're gonna watch uh, anything on on YouTube that the band puts Ooh. out, if you find the show, go find the drip field because uh, they've got to probably have some good um, camera angles of those lights. And yeah, those little bars that kept coming out that were over the crowd and like enveloped the floor, basically. Oh, they were they were so cool. And then in um, Andrew Getty, shout out to Getty. Uh, he's the lighting guy. If, if you know for DMB again, if if you know, Fenton, uh, as the lighting guy, uh, fish, Chris Carota, CK five, you know, the lighting guys by names because, uh, they are excellent for a good reason. And he crushed it the whole time. And it was exactly what Nolan said. This is what we wanted drip field to be and the experience that we wanted from it. We wanted it so bad in new Orleans, but I'm kind of glad this was our first trip. Um, and oh, yeah. I hope we see it a bunch kind of like two step, <laughs> but it was, it was incredible. Uh, they just ripped it. Um, and having no real concept of set time, I thought that they may just go 20 to 30 minutes on this thing and close the set with it. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. we had, you know, Rick throwing in a couple more animal teases, like 14 minutes in, he was doom, ba doom, doom. And uh, I think he was just ready, ready to play animal, but we we wouldn't see that yeah. just yet. Um, but yeah, it was freaking awesome, Nolan. And when it ended, I was like, oh, they're going to play another one. They're, they're staying. Um, and yeah, another great arena song, Redbird. Redbird. Uh <laughs> Again, another song, I thought the lighting was phenomenal. All red lighting, spotlighted on Peter, 
and he starts off that song one of my favorite peter songs um yeah it's great the jam on this i remember when i saw him last year i had not really heard red redbird before as it was fairly new and um was like blown away by the jam last year in raleigh and uh yeah great song and that goes um straight into the set closer so we get two more songs after we thought Dripfield was going to close and that was i'm forever blowing bubbles first time played uh another cover song that is the west ham anthem apparently bruce i was not familiar with this song at all and uh it was fun fits the theme i would say maybe that maybe this and um big blue i I maybe those would have been the only changes i would have made uh to the set and i'm gonna i'm gonna say i would have preferred i don't think there was time but the travelers suite from uh from autumn crossing travelers one travelers two into l meg the wise i think could have fit um kind of the space travel theme all around theme of the weekend much like earthling or alien um but yeah still great and it seemed like the i mean the crowd was into it too but um yeah i mean no complaints after that riveting drip field yeah and i mean they were just blowing bubbles into you know massive bubble guns or whatever we're just shooting bubbles all into the entire arena um that was, and that cool. was just it felt like yeah it felt like you were just like a little kid in there i'm forever blowing bubbles <laughs> it was hilarious um yeah but yeah they must have brought that over um after europe i'm kind of surprised they didn't play that in europe since it's a you know one of those um uh european football league uh, songs or whatever but yeah it, mm-hmm. it was fun um well yeah then they leave the bubble planet and they start setting up uh for set two of night two which was going to be this obviously very trippy situation we walked out uh, into the concourse for five minutes and walked back in and they've already got these neon mushrooms and neon plant looking things up on stage um and as nolan said he kind of he had seen that uh the night before uh so he was already a little bit spoiled from it but when i saw it i was like oh my god this is awesome and uh they came down for the neon jungle planet called viva dora uh and nolan oh real quick during the during the set break they had uh you know some songs obviously hinting again and john mayer's neon played um and people had been like oh yeah john mayer's guessing like blah 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 and i was like oh are they throwing a nod to that no it's it's neon like there's neon stuff on there i get it i get you goose um and here they come they come down for viva dora and uh a couple more costume changes a little bit there nolan as well yeah they all had some type of neon tape on their spacesuits um that was really like you could really all of the neon was glowing um pretty uh vividly on stage and it was, um, awesome. it was really cool i think and peter on his back had like neon tape of tic-tac-toe looked like someone had played tic-tac-toe on his back maybe during the set break um <laughs> which is hilarious i love i love them they are the best and um yeah i thought the i thought this was probably the coolest uh set design by far it, it was 
it was awesome. It just popped. And uh, the neon mushrooms look so cool. Uh, but they opened this uh, jungle set with Jungle by the Electric Light Orchestra. First time played. Um, a lot of jungle vibes, animal sounds. And, you know, I don't remember a ton. Uh, I haven't had time to listen back to, to this one yet. But, um, you know, I love ELO. I love Jeff Lynn. Uh friend of the Beatles and uh you know I thought it, I thought it was good and they they sounded awesome Bruce but I was I was a little bit more jazzed about the next song all those animal teases <laughs> finally came to fruition and we get animal which they absolutely crush every single time and Peter went ham with the animal noises uh on the keys I loved it he did. We were talking about West Ham earlier and we, we went Pete Ham in Animal. Um, Jungle was a great opener. And I think this was one of the cooler, um, you know, jam space segues into into the next song. Although they, they had a ton of great little segues and stuff that you could tell that they just nailed this weekend. But Animal was what we wanted it to be. Uh, it was fantastic. And then after that, Nolan, you get another great goose original i mean this is definitely got to be in your top 10 i would think if not it's in mine uh echo of a rose we got the fast version here uh yes indeed there are multiple echo of a roses here um and of course you know rose being the flower uh but echo was it was pretty awesome and it it just worked perfectly i was like oh yes i love this song um when it came on and just kept the vibes really really high in the room Oh yeah, Echo of Roses, absolutely one of my favorites. And you should check out Echo of Rose, the Arevalo version. And I'm gonna quick plug here for for Arevalo. They are the three piece unit um, variation of Goose. It is Peter on acoustic, Rick on acoustic, and Jeff on uh, upright bass. And I mean. We all know everyone loves Dave and Tim. This is Goose's version of Dave and Tim. Uh, incredible. But Echo of a Rose is, I think, one of their um, best songs. So I was really excited about Echo of a Rose. Just a happy, fun, upbeat song. Um, great to sing along to. And Bruce, though, I think this... We had our legendary moment. I had guessed way back when that maybe... Since it was Goosemas 10 and Hampton Coliseum, maybe someone like Trey Anastasio might pop up. Um, I thought a guest would pop up. I did not know that it would be Bruce freaking Hornsby, uh, who lives in Hampton, Virginia, apparently. But, you know, you heard Goose chants after like every song. Goose. They're not booing. They're saying Goose. But for here, you hear Bruce and I'm sure you probably thought they were chanting for you but no there were two Bruce's in the building and <laughs> the significance I think of Bruce Hornsby coming out who was a uh, kind of uh, de facto honorary member of the Grateful Dead um, yeah. they're in their late in their uh, final years um, yeah for him to come out in Hampton Coliseum like the place for jam bands was was incredible and bruce they play the way it is bruce hornsby original 
everyone loves that song. Everyone knew that song. My wife was so excited. She was like, oh, my God, I love that song. And uh, <laughs> I thought maybe the coolest, maybe the coolest moment uh, of the whole weekend was just him starting out on on the keys using Peter's keys and the band just watching him do his thing. And Peter just like Peter and Rick just like watching an idol like go to work was so freaking cool, man. Yes. It was. It was incredible. And some people uh, may know the way it is from the Tupac song Changes. <laughs> um, he used um, Hornsby's The Way It Is there, but it is iconic. And it was just, you know, one of those special moments that it was incredible to share, obviously, not only with everyone there, but with the band, you know, because the band was sharing a special moment with with themselves, with Hornsby, with with the fans. If, if you're going to have one guest, you know, come out in Hampton at the Coliseum. Um, Hornsby is just, I mean, th that's top notch. And so that was incredible um, and just a really special moment. But Nolan, before we go on um, to the rest of the I set jumped here, the gun. Forgot. I jumped the you gun. Know, we forgot. We missed a cover. I got so excited. I know. I know. I got too excited I, about Hornsby. I mean, yeah, who isn't? But um, in the middle of Echo of a Rose, they throw in Run Through the Jungle, um, a Credence Clearwater revival cover. Uh, first time yes. played as well, right in the middle of it. The jam just went right into it. Um, and God, was it good. I mean, they nail CCR covers. Um, they do Green River as well. And and Rick just, I mean, he, he nails John Fogarty. Like, he just does. And this was yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, he nails him both. Uh, he gets like his vocals down really well, but also like I feel like the tone he, he like he plays that swampy uh, like Louisiana tone really well. And Run Through the Jungle was awesome. I love CCR and God, Goose is all they're so similar to DMB. Like if they were just cover bands, they'd be the greatest cover bands on the planet. They are both <laughs> they both nail the covers and i feel like i've said they nailed it like a million times this episode but i i've just run out of words to describe the goosemiss experience um but yeah run through the jungle first time played great and that goes back into echo of a rose and then that goes into the way it is um and then you know that i think that's a, another cool thing they do almost like a little like line our graves and graves reprise um especially when dmb would uh would do the reprise you know save it for later and maybe like comes out in the encore or something i i wish they did more of that um but it's always cool when they do it but yeah they do it again uh here they go empress of organos another top goose song um bruce and we saw this in this in the show night two in new orleans <laughs> But like Empress is incredible. Yeah. Uh, I love the transition um, in the in the middle of the song um, when it takes on it just shifts modes completely, um, becomes a whole a different party. song. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like it. You know, I love seeing Peter get into it. Uh, he he loves going ham uh, on Empress. But they go Empress into Jungle Boogie, first time played. And uh, this was the, the only spoiler other than the stage setting that I knew 
Jungle Boogie was coming. Um, I didn't know the Jeff would be playing guitar on it. Um, but <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, you know, so funny. Get, get down, get down. The whole crowd was getting down. It was so funky, man. And like everyone dancing, everyone having a blast. And uh, yeah, is that the first time Jeff has played guitar on stage with Goose? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't watch a lot of the shows. I listen to just about every show, right. so I couldn't tell you. Um, but, you know, that might be a good question for great friend of the podcast, Ryan Storm, who we had the pleasure of finally meeting in person. Um, we've been on his podcast. You've seen him on our podcast. Um, and I hope you saw our appearance on his because it was phenomenal in New Orleans. Uh, but <laughs> great seeing you, Storm. Uh, it was, it was, hear us. I know it was great. Uh, great meeting you in person. And, um, yes, it was part of the, part of the Osiris podcast family shout out Ryan in Osiris. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, Jeff kept the guitar on for the, they go back into Empress and, and set two um, with that Empress reprise there, Bruce, this was just like, such a great way to end the main set and then the anticipation of the encore is building and i had an idea of what it might be <laughs> um yeah it, the, the ending there was so much fun um you just can't ask for more with the empress and jungle boogie and empress um the only and to answer your question the only other time that i've seen jeff on guitar was radio city encore when they played um Oh, I had the song in my head two minutes ago when you mentioned it. Um, Tomorrow Never Knows and Father John Missy came out on drums and Trey yeah. came back out um, and Jeff came to the front of the stage with his guitar because Father John Missy sat on his drum kit. <laughs> so that's right. That oh, was a great call. That was a thing. But yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's he's probably done it before. I think probably just to be funny. But if not, it would be funny like once a year or every couple of years for him to just do that because it is pretty funny. Um, loves yeah. playing a quarter too. Um, but yeah, I think once the encore came, um, I, I knew what I wanted um, and thought it would be awesome if they did it, which was Arcadia. Um, but I, I don't think that I had a preconceived notion that they were going to do that. But um when they hit the first note of kind of that like kind of intro-y thing, I was like, yes! And I think everyone else was too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a no-brainer. Um, if you are not familiar with Goose, I would equate Arcadia to Ants Marching. Um, that, that would be the comparison yes. right there. It is their 100%. anthem. Yes. And... I mean, I was so pumped. Uh, Dripfield and Arcadia are my top two songs. Um, so to get those uh, in the same show, holy cow. It, it was just everything I, I had dreamed of. And they really just like did not want to stop playing. They kept going and kept going. And Rip kept, he, he saw a face that wasn't melted yet and was like, you're next. I'm coming for you. He melted <laughs> everyone's next. faces. He was like, oh, no, I got to I got to get this one. I got to get that one. And he did it. And uh, man, you texted me. You're like, there's a confetti cannon right next to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw those. And um, so the ones in the back 
shot off first and they were like neon confetti and it was awesome. like a just a striking visual to see and then right toward the end as it's about to peak the con- there are like three cannons i think up front that that went off and i mean loud loud crowd pop and uh i, I took bruce had some epic uh photos um of it and then i took a video of it as well that we posted on on our social um so check that out if you haven't already but just a perfect ending to the weekend it was it was was incredible it was incredible and bruce i gotta say i think i think it's the most fun i've ever had um like at a concert at both shows i think it's the most fun including all dmb shows i mean it's it's close but like I don't know. Their vibe is so, so electric. It was, it was, it's going to be tough to beat. It is. And yeah, because there aren't really, there aren't too many moments where you're just like, oh, come on, or, like, I don't really want that or, or whatever. Even if you don't know a song or if you may not be as big of a fan of it, it's going to have a sweet jam. Typically there's going to be something awesome and you're going to miss it. If you walk away, um, and no one's sitting. It's just it's a party. And I would agree. I don't I don't know of a especially two night stand that I've had more fun at. And I've yeah, we've had a lot of incredible DMB weekends and nothing against any of that. It was just it was truly special. There you just can't beat it. And I don't I don't know when we'll get to see them again because we don't have any tour dates or anything like that. But I'm already itching. I can't wait. I hope we whether we make Goosemas happen um, again or make it an annual thing can we do that um even if it's somewhere different but we've got to continue to see this band and i would i would really strongly encourage um so many you know dmb fans to check them out um and just check them out live once or listen or something uh because i think that there's a lot of great adjacent things here and it's not full-on like um you know complete jam bandy that they they go off into you know the nether regions, you know, far off into too much space that you can't follow. Um, they do it sometimes, but it's it's way more rare than like a fish or uh, something like that. So I think that they're more palatable um, to DMB fans. But God bless it, Nolan. I mean, what a weekend. Um, we met so many cool people, um, even like we said, fans of the pod. So uh, shout out one of the other Ryans that we met at the Gorge. He was there. Um, some other mm-hmm. DMB fans I know were there. Um, Ryan Storm. Um, our guy, Greg Knight, uh, Mr. Greg Knight, shout out to you too. Greg. Um, but you know, the always almost there podcast crew with Ryan, um, several guys there, I think Neil and I think Kev was there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, we, I, I don't know. We're probably missing people, but you know, shout out to obviously our crew, Chip and, and Chad and our wives and, um, yeah, Nolan, uh, just what a weekend. Yes. Shout out Dylan, Renee Walker jeff uh incredible incredible weekend and um gonna want to plug uh excuse me plug greg's podcast as well the great beyond on the osiris uh family of networks um hopefully we'll see that back soon um but yeah just great vibes all around um shout out wright thompson i saw him uh um down there as well espn sports writer um but yeah it was uh a memorable weekend. I'm down to to do 
Goosemas every year, I think. Um, especially, you know, if it's on my birthday, like it was this year, that was incredible. Uh, you know, turning 35 at midnight after, uh, after that show on Saturday was, uh, such a memorable birthday. Um, and so glad I got to spend it with the people I care about the most. That was phenomenal. Um, as far as what's up next for us, we'll have a few more episodes. Um, try and get a few more in here in December, working on some interviews for you guys. And, um, I think, you know, I think you're going to be pretty happy. Um, right now recording this December 13th DMB, just, uh, finished up their uh, little South African run and um, with two shows. So we'll talk about that in, um, in the next episode. Pretty great experience for the band and for Dave to, to go back to, to the homeland for Dave in South Africa. Um, so we'll recap that and go into a little bit of a history um, Dave's background in South Africa and the last time DMB visited there and their relationship with uh, um, a lot of great uh, acts and artists from the area. Um, but yeah, Bruce, that's going to wrap it up for our Goosemas episode. Thank you for everyone who tuned in to listen to this. We hope you all have um, have a better appreciation and understanding for goose. And we hope we've turned some of you into fans. Um, that is the goal. We want goose goose is going to be the next big band. This was one of their biggest weekends in their history. Um, I'd say like a top three weekend in the band's history. And they put on an absolute show and it was just everything about it was phenomenal. Listen to goose, listen to DMB. You will not be disappointed by either one of them ever. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time on the corner of Gray Street. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses 
all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now at Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.